Maybe it's just for one person. That's why this message is coming. But whatever it is, just receive your portion this day. Amen. My Jesus, I love you. I know thou art mine. For thee, oh, the Second stanza, please. I love thee because thou hast first, first loved me. the last one please Yeah. 
life I will love thee in death and praise thee as long as thou lendest me breath. Hallelujah. And say when the dew, death dew lies cold on my brow, if ever I love thee, my Jesus is now. Brethren, the Bible says that the afflictions of the righteous are many, but the Lord delivered them from them all. There will be up and downs in your life, but that doesn't mean that the love for the Lord for you should be less. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe last week, if you were here or you heard a message, presiding told us that the, the, the theme for the whole month is the greatest commandment. Hallelujah. The theme for this whole month of August is the greatest commandment. And he dealt, we read the scripture and we dealt the first part. Today the Lord has laid on my heart to deal with the second part. And I've entitled it, Who is your neighbor? Hallelujah. Who is your neighbor? Our first scripture will be Matthew 22, 34 to 40. We read it last week and we'll read it again today. Matthew 24, uh, 22 rather, let's read from 34 to 40. He said, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then he, he says the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. We read the second, second scripture. Luke 10, 25-37. Luke 10, 25 to 37. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? And he continues, What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Who have, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is, who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, hallelujah. And let's say a certain Samaritan, shall we repeat that? But the certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Hallelujah. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, 
pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend. 36. And when I come back, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Brethren, like I said, the message is, who is your neighbor? The second part of the greatest commandment is, love your neighbor as yourself. The dictionary can define a neighbor as a person living near or next door. Hallelujah. That's what we are. Who is your neighbor? You say, oh, my neighbor, next door neighbor, or the neighborhood, and stuff like that. But when it comes to the children of God, Christians, <coughs> it goes a different way altogether. Hallelujah. Jesus always used a parable. <coughs> Excuse me. And what is a parable? It's a story, hallelujah. Jesus always used a parable, a story, to illustrate what he wanted, the message he wanted to bring along. And that's the parable we read, hallelujah. And that's the, good, the parable of the Good Samaritan. A parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. The main character in this parable is the Samaritan, Hallelujah. But why didn't Jesus use any other example than the Samaritan? Let's find out a little bit who the Samaritans are and why Jesus chose to use that analogy. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Who were the Samaritan people? Now let's get this context so that it will help us know why Jesus went this round. Brethren, the Lord has called you and I as his children. Hallelujah. And the Lord expects you and I to go the next mile. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. So in everything we do, we have to think about how we will benefit that brother and that sister. You don't say praise the Lord when you know that the brother or sister is going to stop and you can do something about it. Hallelujah. Sometimes... Somebody said in the said, we are a work in progress. Hallelujah. So day in, day out, you are, you are working it out. None of us is perfect. Hallelujah. So whatever you are doing, God expects you to go the next mile. Amen. So remember, whatever we are saying reflects the title of today's message. Who is your neighbor? Amen. To explain the origins of the Samaritans, we must go back to the days of the kings. Let's see who the Samaritans are first. After King Solomon ruled over the Israelites, God's people, the unwise actions of his son, his son Rehoboam took over. Rehoboam took over from Solomon when his dad died. Hallelujah. In the 10th century, it led to a schism in which the kingdom was split into the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. So, the kingdom of Israel split into two, hallelujah. 
There was the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom. We are getting to how we came about the Samaritans. Hallelujah. Both kingdoms evolved into corruption and sin. Despite repeated warnings, warnings from prophets sent by God, does God warn they will be overtaken by conquerors? The Northern Kingdom fared worse than the Southern Kingdom with a long line of wicked rulers. It didn't help that the temple where God's people were to worship was located in the Southern Kingdom. Hallelujah. Now, he continues to say, in 721 BC, the Northern Kingdom of Israel fell to the Assyrians. Many of the people of Israel were led off to Assyria. You can say present-day uh, Iran or that area. Assyria as captives. But some remained in the land and intermarried with foreigners planted there by the Assyrians. This half-Jewish, half-Gentile people became known as the Samaritans. Hallelujah. So we are driving at why the Samaritans and eventually we'll see why the enmity between the Samaritans and the Jews. Hallelujah. Amen. So your neighbor should not be just the person who you see sitting next to in church. Hallelujah. But your neighbor, your neighbor can be of a different race, a different ethnicity, different language, different whatever. Hallelujah. That's who you are. Your neighbor is as a child of God. He continues to say that in 586 BC, the southern kingdom of Judah fell to the Babylonian Empire once and for all as the walls of Jerusalem were breached. The temple was destroyed and the city down walls were torn. So now we see the difference between the Samaritans and the Jews. Okay, now, why were the Samaritans disliked so much in Jesus' time? Why were the Samaritans disliked so much in Jesus' time? The Samaritans, being a mix of already spiritually corrupt Israelites, you see, they were kind of Israelites, hallelujah, Amen. but they were spiritually corrupt. And pagan foreigners created a religion for themselves that the Jews considered heresy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. They established as their center of worship a temple on Mount Gerizim, claiming it was where Moses had originally intended for the Israelites to worship. They had their own unique version of the five books written by Moses, the Pentateuch, from Genesis to Deuteronomy. Those are the five books of Moses. Hallelujah. But rejected the writings of the prophets and Jewish tradition. The Samaritans saw them as the true, true descendants of Israel and preservers of the true religion, while considering Jerusalem temple and Levitical priesthood in Egypt. Hallelujah. So, brethren, now you have seen the Samaritans, who they are, and why the enemies between them and the Jews. But Jesus brought this to, to, to illustrate something for you and I. Now, who your neighbor is, that's not necessarily be just a member of the Hallelujah. If you can tell how many people come here, if I ask you right now, do you know that brother or that sister? Who has been here, been in this church for maybe a couple of thousand months. Do you know their name? No. You know who they are. You know where they live now. But God wants us to go beyond. Hallelujah. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Go the next mile to love this person, not because of anything, but because Jesus died for you, because Jesus loves you. And that should be enough. Hallelujah. So we need to even go beyond loving our neighbor as ourselves. If Jesus in his human self 
went to the extent of dying because he felt, he felt pain. Sometimes he considered that the Lord would take the cup from him. But he went beyond himself. He did not listen to his body, what his body was saying. Jesus went beyond himself to die for you. That's why I say we are all working progress. We are working day by day. Trusting the Lord who has called us that he is faithful. Now let's see the Samaritan we're talking about here. Then Jesus used the Samaritan. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, God is good. This Samaritan here is a symbol. The Samaritan here is Jesus used that as a symbol for you and I. First is all right. First came the priest. Hallelujah. This priest came. He saw the situation, but he was so busy, go do whatever he had to do. He neglected this person. Hallelujah. Then came the Levi. From the, they are from the priestly group. Hallelujah. Let's say that. Maybe they were thinking that in their culture, a priest, a Levi, they didn't want, just in case that this person is contaminated with blood and all this, and because of certain rituals they might have to go through and all that. So we are not condemning them, but this is the, the reason why maybe they neglected this person who was by the roadside had been robbed, maybe at the point of dying. Hallelujah. So the priest went by, the Levi went by. Hallelujah. When he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. What will you have done if you have encountered such a situation? Who is your neighbor? Is it because maybe you want to know the person, somebody from your family, before you step into help, step in to do something that you can do? Or you just go by? Oh, I don't want to get myself into trouble. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But the Lord wants you to take a step. Hallelujah. Now let's continue. So, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He had what? Compassion. But in today, the Lord wants you to have compassion for your brother, your sister. The Lord wants you to do more than you and I are doing right now. Look at the enmity between these Samaritans and the Jews. But this guy did not look at the situation at all. He just jumped in. He just jumped in. You don't have to have a million dollars at the bank before you do, you have somebody or you do something. For you and I, maybe it's just a word that you have to say for a sister or brother. And that will be more than enough. Hallelujah. Brethren, today the Lord is charging you and I that your brother or sister sitting next to you is your neighbor. The person on the street is your neighbor. Whoever you see, how can you witness to somebody? 
if you just neglect everybody around you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus used this illustration to let you know that this Samaritan was an outsider. Somebody, more or less an entity, that was not supposed to even get closer. He ignored all this and took that step. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He who has called you is faithful. Hallelujah. Faithful is he who has called. So look up to him and do what he has called you to do. And the rest will be taken care of. He said, well, he had compassion. Not just compassion. So you have compassion, but you need to move one more step. Hallelujah. One more step after having that compassion. And do something. Let's continue. He said, what? So he went to him and bandaged his wounds. It doesn't matter how ugly it looked, how disgusting it looked. Some people can't stand blood. Hallelujah. But he went ahead, cleaned his wounds, pouring an oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal. He set him on his own animal. Brought him to an inn. Just look at the steps, brethren. What he did. A you that the Lord has bought with his blood. He's died for you. He shouldn't have, but he did it anyway. He did it anyway because of the love he has for you. Like I said, he got to a point that if he could, he would have just ended it. He wouldn't have done it because his human self was talking there. But he did it and saved you. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Why? And took care of him. He didn't just bring him to the inn. He took care of him. He took care of him. Brethren, if you have to pray for a brother or sister, you need to go ahead and pray for that brother or sister. It should not be all inward looking, but sometimes we have to be outward looking too. Hallelujah. Not just you, your friend, your wife, your children, and that's it. But you have to look beyond. Talk to that brother, talk to that sister. Talk to them. You don't know what they are going through. Hallelujah. It is only when you are praying that sister or that brother before they will be able to open up for you. The Lord is speaking to you this morning. That who is your neighbor? And this illustration of the Samaritan should speak a lot to you and I. That race, gender, whatever it is, should not be the main issue. The issue is the love of the Lord. The love of the Lord. Hallelujah. The love of the Lord. After you accept Jesus, your works should also come out. Faith without works is what? Yamut is dead. Hallelujah. You go to James 2, he's dead. So this Samaritan, on the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. I will repay you. Who? It's your neighbor. Last week we cared about love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then number two, the second was is to love your neighbor as yourself. 
But today, the Lord is charging you and I to go beyond loving our neighbors ourselves. To care. Hallelujah. Don't look at your, 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 your shortfall, the things you don't have before you do something for the Lord. Don't look at your inadequacy before you do something for the Lord. The Lord is speaking to you this morning. The level you can do, God wants you to demonstrate that. This Samaritan had nothing to do with these people. The priest went by whatever the reason. I just gave a reason that my own, hallelujah. But it could be any reason why the priest went by. Busy, serious. He was the preacher for that moment. He, he has to get there to go and preach. Hallelujah. He has to get there to go and preach. So he had to ignore somebody who is dying and maybe going to hell to go to hell because he has to preach. Assuming the people he was going to preach to were all already Christians. So that could have been his sermon right there. Hallelujah. The Levite also, supposedly, in the priesthood clan or whatever, also went by. Like I said, their Jewish culture and everything could have been anything. Maybe uh, purity and all this and time wasting, going to all that. So he also went by. But somebody you don't expect, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He stepped in. We have a child to keep and a God to glorify. You and I, we have a child to keep and a God to glorify. Hallelujah. What are you doing about that? Let me read the 35 again. On the next day when he departed, he took out two dinars and gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend. When I come again, I will repay you. Hallelujah. Can you please add the 36 and the 37? Let's see that. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him? Hallelujah. So it's not your next door neighbor from where I came from. Uh, uh, when you need salt, you go to your next door neighbor and ask for salt because you are short of salt and short of because of the, the way we the structure of the compound, the way we live and all that. You need, you need salt, you need pepper, you go and ask something. But this is going beyond. Hallelujah. So your neighbor is not necessarily somebody who is close to you. Somebody beyond. So always look beyond. And God will open doors for you to be a blessing to others. And as you bless others, the Lord will also bless you. As you open up, don't look at your inadequacy. Or what you can and what you cannot do. Or what maybe if I go and say hi, or ask her what's going on, maybe she's, what she's going to say, or he's going to say, I wouldn't want to hear, so I, I wouldn't want to hear it, so I wouldn't even make that step. God is charging you this day. Who is your neighbor? And use this Samaritan as a point of reference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A child to keep I have. A God to glorify. And number two, love your neighbor as yourself. But sometimes you even have to go beyond loving yourself. Go beyond that. Because Jesus, who is our example, did more than that for you and I. Hallelujah. 
This is my desire. <laughs>